It's time to get in tune with MK Podcast. MK Podcast. MK Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of MK Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela, and I'm just a 20 something that is a lost soul. First off, I did want to just thank everybody for tuning into that last episode. Um, it was really just an amazing experience to have everybody listen and give me their feedback on everything. Um, I definitely just had an overwhelming sense of positivity and I really do appreciate the fact that you know there was really people out there listening to it um, and really gravitating towards some of the stories Um, one of the favorite stories being the first time that I smoked weed and so it really just um, you know it did hit home for some people such as my mom um, who was not as thrilled to hear about those kinds of things but you know more or less you know my whole family is just overall supportive of me and they just want to see me do things that I love. And so um, that's something that I really appreciated. Um, just taking in that feedback and hearing from them was amazing. Um, as well as a lot of my friends, you guys tuned in and listened to it. So, you know, big ups, big ups, big ups to the island. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Um, and without further ado, you know, I just want to let everybody know today is May 21st is the day that I'm recording the episode. It's 2.42 p.m. right now. It is a Saturday, so I am off of work. So I figured I'd just sit down and talk. Um, and also just want to let everybody know that before recording this, I actually recorded um, the same episode. Um, but I did not do it on the correct audio. I did not have my microphone plugged in like a dummy. And so here I am recording again. Um, So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, We were just going to kind of hop right into things here. I did want to kind of tell you guys the rundown of the episode. So um, last week we talked, of course, about my first time smoking, the nightlife culture's do's and don'ts. And we also talked a little bit about my first COVID experience. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about some of my favorite content creators of all time. Um, I really am just a huge YouTube advocate. I love YouTube. I watch YouTube in day in and day out. And so we're just going to talk about some of my favorite content creators. If you guys have any of your favorite content creators, you know, don't hesitate to tell me. We're also going to talk about college life and what that consists of. I'm actually a student myself. And so I did want to touch on that topic because I know it's heavily relatable. And also we're going to talk about my hair journey, which is something that, you know, I've been um, this journey has been very long. I've had my hair my whole life, as most of you have. And it's just something that, you know, as a mixed person, half black, half white, you know, as a black woman, um, I definitely take a lot of pride in my hair. And so I'm willing to kind of share that journey and talk about the um, the ins and outs of that life, of that lifestyle, of that culture and of my hair. Um, first, I did want to get into some topics here. I know that we had a segment last episode for my recent purchases, which did receive some feedback. Um, I initially thought that that would be kind of a boring topic to talk about, but it is something that I really do feel like I would like to share with you guys. And that's just because I myself am still figuring out what is right for me to buy, um, what, you know, what are some essentials that I would like to have in my life. And so I feel like if I share my essentials with you guys, maybe that could put some ideas into your head as well. Um, so here we go. Without further ado, my recent purchases. Um, I have recently bought some gray fog dunks. So dunks are just essentially basically a Nike sneaker um, that has kind of resurfaced as a very popular sneaker. Um, It's kind of like how the Air Force Ones resurfaced. Um, I just find it pretty crazy that you literally cannot go into a store and buy 
you cannot buy a pair of Air Force Ones um, all white. You definitely can't find those anywhere. It's just insane to me. Like that was um, a- as long as I've been living, you have been able to go into a store and buy a pair of all white forces for 90 bucks. And they always have them in stock because it's a classic, right? You need those. Um, but in this day and age, that's actually a shoe that people are buying out of all of the retail stores and reselling them, which is just, I mean, it's unfathom- unfathomable for me to really put that in- into perspective. Um, you know, that is a very classic shoe, so I don't blame you guys. And if you guys are shoe resellers, more power to you. Um, it's definitely a lucrative business to get into. Um, I've seen the results of it, and I think that you guys should go for it. Uh, my personal opinion, I think it's literally crazy that I can't go into a store and buy a pair of all-white forces. Them all-white G-Fazos. But, um, yeah, so anyway, so just to get back on the topic of dunks, if you guys don't know what those are, it's just pretty much like a classic Nike shoe. Um, it used to be very, very popular back maybe in like when I was probably in in elementary school. So, um, about 20 or 2008, 2009, I would say, um, is when they were really hitting, but they have resurfaced now. And because we're in a hype beast culture, um, where, you know, shoe resale is like a huge, huge business to get into. Um, it's become something that now the shoe is like resellable and it's, it's worth a lot. Um, so that is something that a lot of people have been selling is dunks. And so of course me being, you know, trying to be hip, I always try to hop on that train. Um, I'll admit it, you know, I'm not scared to admit it. So I did buy myself a pair of gray fog dunks, super nice colorway. Um, they're gray and white sneakers. They're just some low tops. And I bought these specifically because I do own a lot of pair of shoes. I'm not a sneaker head. I don't buy like Jordans and the new releases and things, but I do enjoy buying shoes because I have a lot, a lot, a lot of clothes and I like to match. And so, you know, coordinating with your shoes is like very important in my mind it's really not important when it comes to the grand scheme of life but in my mind it is important and so these shoes are very um, easy to match with like all different kinds of styles all different kinds of colors all different kinds of outfits and really the shoes are just a great colorway they're just gray and white and they go with pretty much everything while also you know kind of elevating I would say like elevating my look because um One thing that I'll talk to you guys about a little bit later is that I do thrift a lot of my clothes and a lot of them are not like brand name clothes, right? I don't believe that you have to, to be fly that you have to wear like name brand clothes. Um, But I do think that, you know, when you match and you have just like one certain little element that stands out, that's what gives it that pizzazz, should I say, that zhuzh. And so... Um, With buying shoes, I feel like you can really elevate any one of your styles or your looks that might not be as polished and you can come out with a really dope fit. And so that's what I did. I bought these shoes and they're fucking amazing. I love them. Um, I've also bought my girlfriend two pairs of dunks that came out recently and she loves them as well. So it's just been one of those things that it's like, I feel like it's a need at this point um, to have a pair of dunks in the closet, pair of Air Force Ones, um, all white. And, you know, then after that, I pretty much just buy like random little shoes that I like that might match with um, maybe one outfit that I'm wearing. Um, So that's really one of my like universal shoes that I'm wearing right now, something that goes with everything. Um, 
Moving forward, I did want to talk about some Depop cops that I've actually um, gotten in the past few weeks. Now, these aren't like super, super recent. And the reason being is that I'm I'm I literally I'm regular. Like I told you guys, I don't make that much money. Um, so I don't go shopping every single week. Um, and I plan on giving you guys some content at least like once a week or once every other week. And so these might just be things that I've bought in the past that I still are like staples in my everyday wear here. Um, and so Depop is one of the places where I shop the absolute most. Um, I shop there because I, again, I do a lot of thrifting guys. And usually what I mean by thrifting is I, I actually go and shop at thrift stores instead of going to like the mall. And the reason for that being is that you might be able to find some things that you would see in the mall that you wouldn't necessarily buy because the price is just too high. Um, and so when I am looking at these things in the mall I'm like you know what I could honestly find that a lot cheaper at a thrift store and probably like in my eyes it would make it even cooler that it's thrifted so Depop is a place where it's like you can sell and resell clothing shoes hats um, accessories like you can pretty much sell anything on there related to like clothing and it's, it's basically just like a thrift store online and so I have replaced going out to the stores with shopping on Depop because it just gives me that gratification of going shopping and that shopping therapy um, that retail therapy and I can do it online at a cheaper rate than I would paying for like des designer things if that makes sense. And so Depop does have a lot of designer things that, you know, might be half the price of what you would pay as it, as if it was brand new. Um, and so that is where I've pretty much taken off there. Also, it's a great reselling point. Like I have resold um, like three pairs of sneakers for my dad and it was so easy to set up the account. It was so easy to just take a few pictures of it. it doesn't have to be professional or anything and then just pop them up on the on the app and they sold every every last pair that I put up they sold within like two weeks and so it was just very easy for me to um, go on there sell but also like their selection with everything they'll like figure out what size you wear in shoes they'll figure out what size you wear in pants um, shirts of course like everything that you want they'll figure that out and then they'll fine-tune like an explore page for you and based off of like what you look at they will actually based off of what you look at they will actually fine-tune like what they put in your explore page you can also just go to like the general pages like if you're looking for hats you can just go to the hat section and you know find something that you like and so it's just been I mean it's it's always been a good experience with Depop I've been shopping on Depop for like two years now and I haven't gotten anything that I was less than satisfied with very honest sellers very nice sellers um, and so I got my most recent purchases from Depop is two two hats I got one hat that is a brown Carhartt hat and another hat that's kind of like um, kind of like a baseball cap um, and it, it has like a flat bill I've like folded it down so it's a little bit more curved and not flat but um, again, these two hats were both under 15 bucks, super great hat selection for people that wear hats and like love wearing baseball caps and things and looking, you know, just looking hip with it. Like this is a good place to go to get your hats because normally they're pretty much brand new and they're selling them for less than like $15. It might meet like $15 with shipping, but very, very, very great app to have. My first hat again was like a brown Carhartt hat. The other one was a white little hat and it was just, I mean you can't go wrong with that you really can't um the next purchase that I had was one crew neck that was gray and black and white and I actually purchased that to go with my um 
my gray fog dunks, the gray and white dunks, and they go perfectly with it. I love the crew neck. It's pretty simple, but what happened was I ended up getting a crew neck, a t-shirt, and a pair of like these really slick ass black Levi's, and it was amazing. Like the price for these, um, for this bundle is what they call it, was like, originally it was like 130 bucks. Well, I had had a previous like shipping issue with the seller, and he was overall like super nice overall a super nice guy and he um he really wanted to make it up to me so he was like hey just reach out to me the next time that you want to buy something from me and I will actually give you 30% off he was like that includes anything that's discounted so you'll get an additional discount well I had found this bundle with this gray black and white crew neck it really didn't have anything on it and then these super slick like black Levi's which are generally expensive if you buy them brand new um and then the uh, gray t-shirt that went with the whole outfit as well and all of that came to with the discount it came out to like 78 dollars i mean you literally can't beat that you find one pair of levi's that might be 70 dollars on sale and so it's just like a really great place where i actually enjoy shopping and again it's retail therapy without the high prices um so that is just my biggest point my biggest point that i'm driving Again, none of these things are sponsored. I just love shopping and I know that there's people out there that do as well. They love getting dressed. They love looking nice. That's me as well. And so I try to share when I can. When I get the best deal, shit, I'm, I'm going to share it with everybody, right? So um, there's that. Um, also, just like a tip for when you're thrifting or for when you're like shopping online, even if you're not thrifting and you're shopping online, um, always make sure uh, the best thing that I could have done, like especially buying like pants and jeans and things like that, I had actually measured my waist. Um, measuring my waist definitely helped me out with making sure that I'm buying the right fit. And a lot of these sellers on Depop, like they might not have the measurements listed um, on the actual listing itself. But if you message them, super nice, super cool people, they will literally measure it for you and tell you the measurements so you can kind of match it up with yourself. Like there's literally nothing worse than ordering something and you get it and it doesn't fit it's like first of all it's a waste of money it's a waste of your time and it's kind of like like a just like a downer like it doesn't it doesn't do well with your confidence especially especially if you're buying a pair of pants that's like too small you're like damn wish I could have fit those you know what I mean so um definitely just stay in tune with Depop guys it's just an app that I downloaded on my phone and it's I mean it's blown up like it's blown up a lot since I've been on it um, but again, super easy to sell and super even easier to buy things. Um, just very safe platform to buy your things through. It's not like it's not sketchy at all. It's all used through like Depop's payment platform. You don't really have to PayPal anybody. And if they do ask for PayPal, it's probably not the right thing to do is purchase through them, to be honest. But um, yeah, um, and just some things with these cops, guys, when I'm talking about my recent purchases, I do want to, I try to keep it in the realm of what I think is hip at the time. And so I did want to give you guys a little piece of advice. Um, I'm sorry to break it to you guys like this, but skinny jeans are out. Okay. This goes for guys and girls. I wish it wasn't because I'm, I'm the most comfortable in skinny jeans at this point. I've been wearing skinny jeans since I was in fifth grade all the way up until I'm, I was like 20. Um, and I just started to realize that it's really out like, and it's okay if you're still wearing them, you know, sometimes I still wear them too, because sometimes I have limited selection of what's in my closet, but skinny jeans are out. 
um, I'm done purchasing skinny jeans for right now. It's more so all about like the straight legs and for um, the ladies I've seen like a lot of ladies wearing bell bottoms now, whether it's like bell bottom jeans or bell bottom um, like sweatpants. And so I've realized, I've just come to realize and I just wanted to share with the Commonwealth that um, skinny jeans are out, okay? Um, so not to say you have to throw them away, just don't buy any more because they're they're not hitting. They're just not hitting the same. Maybe they'll resurface another day, another time, another decade. But just to let y'all know, uh, skinny jeans are out. Okay. Also, it's it's dawning on summer, so don't be out here in sweatpants and sweatshirts. Like buy some little things that are you're gonna look fly in. You know what I mean? Get fly. Uh, but you don't have to sweat to be fly. <laughs> you just don't. You don't have to sweat to be fly. Please, please. You look hot. Okay. You look hot. You look like you sweating. <laughs> but anyways, um. Yeah, I mean, and, and just another big tip, I can't drive home how much like thrifting has saved me so much money. Like when I was in high school and I was getting out of high school, like kind of getting uh, more into my adulthood, I was like really, really about like going to brand name stores and buying brand name things. And I just figured out that you really don't need to do that to be fly. Like you can go thrifting and find just even better things. And thrifting is becoming more and more popular and so because of that there's people that are donating like nicer clothes to thrift stores and it's just like you can find the same shit if not better stuff than um than actually going to that retail store so do some thrifting guys that's my biggest point that i'm trying to drive home here um for my recent purchases segment uh, but moving forward um, i did want to do another segment that i talked to you guys about and that is actually who i have been listening to music wise um, i know that there's a lot of people out there that love music and they listen to it every single day that's what gets gets them through their day and that is me 100 percent. like i can't go a day without music that's just who i am as a person i've been that way probably since i started really really listening to music back in like oh my gosh you know as a matter of fact it's been like my whole life like ever since you know I could really talk and walk like I've always loved music um no matter what kind of music it is like I'm I'm actually one of those people that listens to everything I feel like when I talk to people um and I'm like what kind of music do you like they're like man I like everything you know what I mean I'm like I don't know if you like everything like I don't know if you like everything dog like so I'll test them out and like tell them some different they're like oh, I don't listen to that I don't know well you don't like everything me genuinely I actually do like everything um I actually do you guys can test me on that if you like but I listen to a lot of things mainly and I'll be honest mainly I do listen to like I listen to hip-hop and R&B I think hip-hop is actually the number one like most popular genre um to this day so it definitely has transitioned from like other things to hip-hop um, so I do listen to hip hop quite frequently. I listen to R&B every single day. I think that those are the, the ones that I listen to the most, but I do listen to a little bit of everything. I honestly do. Um, but the most recent thing that I've been listening to is Super Hot Fire, Dylon, 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 <laughs> is that new Jack Harlow, Come Home, The Kids Miss You. Um, that album is fucking fantastic. Like, I um I actually I live in Kentucky I'm from Kentucky I'm not from Kentucky but I've lived here for a very long time so um 
I've been familiar with Jack Harlow's music for quite some time now and just to see him like blow up is insane um actually my girlfriend at the time like that they were like younger she went to school with him and she's told me that that was her first boyfriend so um it's just crazy like how life cycles go and it's just amazing to see somebody from such a small world like just really blow up and become super successful so big ups to him but his new album is crazy like first of all Jack Harlow really in my eyes does not miss he might have some like features on some weird artist songs that I really don't listen to or jive with but the man got flow the man got rhythm he comes through and just like serenades the beat like this man's crazy he has uh, fucking phenomenal features he has Pharrell on his newest album um he has Lil Wayne on his newest album he has Justin Timberlake like I mean he just has amazing people that he works with he has great producers in my opinion you know pop that on in the car and you good to go for the rest of the day like this man's really he knows what he's doing and you can tell he's taking his time with it he's not rushing anything he's not letting other people influence him and like it really shows through his music Um, but my favorite song on that album is like a blade of grass and it's amazing but anyways check out that jack harlow come home the kids miss you it's it's a great album to listen to um i've also been listening to i don't know if i'm saying her name right but i'm just gonna go for it amare amare um and i've been listening to just one song by her it's called sad girls love money and it's like a mix between like reggae reggaeton and like pop like I don't know exactly how to explain it all I know is that should be getting me up out of my seat like I'll be moving I'll be yeah but anyways it's it's amazing and I listen to it every single day on the way to work because it's just like it just gets me in my zone and I love it so um yeah I mean that's pretty much all I had for what I'm listening to my recent purchases I hope you guys still enjoy that segment um I'll try to fill um I'll try to fill something else in for the top of the show for the next show but uh, for right now we're just kind of keeping it light um but moving into the main topics for the night my first topic is going to be favorite content creators um again I watch YouTube day in and day out okay I watch YouTube like um I watch YouTube constantly like when I'm not at work that's what I'm doing my girlfriend probably hates it but that's what I do I watch YouTube okay that's like one thing I'm I'm not on social media really um I don't really watch TV or anything but I do watch YouTube like that's all I watch and um I just I really do love these content creators they've honestly like without them in my life at, at this point like I really think that um I wouldn't be able to keep up with the world because I don't have social media. So this is like my outlet and my way of like getting all my information. Um, So my first favorite content creator, of course, as I talked about in the last podcast is H3 podcast with Ethan Klein and sometimes his wife, Ela Klein. Um, Overall, I watch this content so much to the point that like when I'm done watching the newest episodes, they post episodes to YouTube four days a week. Um, which is a lot of content, but it's basically just a podcast. It's really a YouTube show, but they do have their podcast on all platforms. The reason I watch it on YouTube is because it's it's genuinely a full production, okay? And so they have like a real producer, they have sound um, sound engineers, like they have very good things going for them. And honestly, it's just an overall very professionally produced podcast. And I love that about it. Um, 
they do they have basically the the whole thing with the podcast is that they pretty much just keep up with current controversial topics specifically like in the social media world they talk about a lot of other um, content creators um you know the goods and the bads of all the content creators of course um you know they do sometimes get into politics but nothing really serious um when it comes to just like their regular episodes they do have one specific show that is dedicated to um creating political uh, commentation but it's kind of in a more goofy silly way they don't they're not necessarily serious about it but um yeah I mean it's it's really great I love I love the content it's funny like they share memes and they share funny videos that they discovered like do you ever get to that point where you're talking to a friend and like you guys both watch funny ass videos all day because of course you guys are probably on TikTok YouTube uh, Twitter Facebook, anywhere that you can get like great memes and stuff and you share them or like you're talking about a video and you're like, oh my God, you have to watch it. It's not as funny unless you watch it, right? Um, well, this is a great way for them to share that where everybody can see it and everybody just has a big laugh out of it. So it's fucking hilarious in my opinion, um, but super, super funny content. Um, and they also do have a big presence on like Reddit. They have their own Reddit page. I'm not necessarily like, I'm not on Reddit at all. So I don't know how it works, but I do know that they get a lot of their content from Reddit as well, if you're into that. So, um, so yeah, so H3 with eight, with Ethan Klein, again, one of my favorite podcasters, one of my favorite content creators. I don't think I've ever been obsessed with something as much as I have been the H3, H3 content period. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Also, uh, my next favorite content creator at this point in time is Hassan Piker. And I actually found Hassan through the H3 podcast. Him and Ethan, again, they do that political show. It's called Leftovers. Um, and Hassan really just caught my attention because he's not so much like left or right, like um, like politically speaking. He's just more so himself. And he has these opinions that um, people would call him what they call a democratic socialist. He is more left thinking. However, he does have some, I guess you could say, socialist tendencies and opinions about things um, such as like workplace rights and things like that. But overall, he's just a guy who has some pretty strong opinions about the left and the right. And he's, I think, in my opinion, he's a very balanced content creator. He's actually a Twitch streamer. Um, a former political commentator um, and he just keeps you up on current politics but he breaks it down in layman's terms so that you can clearly understand so it's like sometimes you want to be super involved with politics and sometimes like you find yourself wanting to be a part of that lifestyle and wanting to be able to have an educated conversation and form your own opinion based off of ideas right and so Hassan really does have a great way of bringing both the right and the left ideas together and putting them all into one stream for you to be able to form your own opinion on things. Um, and he puts it and breaks it down into ways that is completely understandable to the common person. Um, so it's very hard for me specifically, and I don't know about you guys, but it is very hard for me to understand some of the stuff that politi like involves politics. Like I don't understand everything. And so um, Hassan just kind of breaks it down and he talks about it and he's super honest in his opinion. You know, his stuff is opinion based. So if you're not, you know, aligning with his ideals then it might not be the right content for you. But overall, I think he has a great political take. He's very inclusive in his takes. And I think that um, overall, I think he's been the best political commentator that I have listened to um, because it's not so extreme. Like it's not so far one way. It's not so far the other. It's just it's very easy for me to form 
form my own opinions based off of what he says and his takes, if that makes sense. So yeah, Hassan Piker, everybody, he is a Twitch streamer and his Twitch, um, what do they call it? The, his Twitch handle is Hasanabi, H-A-S-A-N-A-B-I, Hasanabi. Um, so yeah, check him out there. But, um, and then he's also on the podcast with Ethan called Leftovers. And I think it's just fucking hilarious. Like all they do on that show is pretty much just goof around, um, about, you know, crazy political stuff. But anyways, moving right along, I do have two smaller content creators that I do love and cherish very much. And so I do want to talk about them because I think it's amazing what they're doing. Um, and they kind of, in, in some ways inspired me to start my own podcast, um, but without further ado, my my third favorite content creator is Life with Locke. Um, this is actually my my older sister's YouTube channel. Um, she is the Locke goddess and talks about everything from shopping hauls, vlogs, and hair tutorials. And she just has like very homey, like very comfortable content, like in my opinion, like it's just very relaxing. Um, this is the kind of content that you can kind of pour a glass of wine and just sit and listen to like in the bathtub, like not on no weird shit, but like you can just kind of chill out and listen to it. You know what I mean? It doesn't require too much like attention. It's just basically her doing her, her being here, her being her, right? It's just her vlogs about her life. Um, she also does like hair tutorials. My sister, of course, as the lock goddess does have locks. And so she has some really great and really popular um, hair tutorials and she does have a great following that she has thousands of followers and I have seen nothing but love on her con on her actual content and on her channel. Um, very positive content and just overall just a great mixture of things that she talks about. And so you guys should definitely check her out. Again, that's Life with Locke on YouTube. Um, make sure you subscribe and like to her content. It's It's amazing. Um, and then my very last content creator that I just love to watch overall is my good sis, Lexi Tamayo. That is spelled L-E-X-E-Y. Tamayo is T-A-M-A-Y-O. And again, my good sis, she's just such a relaxing content creator. She's very spiritual as am I. And so that's kind of how we connected and how we came to be friends. And first of all, she's just genuinely fucking hilarious. Like, it's just people in, the, in this world, like, I want to be that funny, but I'm just not that funny, right? But Lexi's just one of those people that's just, like, genuinely fucking hilarious, and she just has people laughing all the time, right? So some of her content is really funny, like, where she pranks people that she knows. It's not those, like, dumbass uh, pranks where they're, like, in the grocery store just doing stuff just because, like, just because they're an asshole. Like, she does stuff because it's actually genuinely funny, and it's the people that she knows, right? So no harm, no foul. Um but she's like she's just very spiritual and her content just like radiates positivity and it's just it's just something to pass the time by honestly like watching her stuff again is relaxing it's something that just puts you in the right mind frame and um it's not overbearing like some people are just too much maybe you guys think I'm too much but um it's just a great balanced YouTube channel so definitely check her out again that's Lexi Tamayo on YouTube um, but yeah, so I mean, YouTube again, like YouTube is a great platform for me to keep up with everything. I was just talking to my mom about this, that like nowadays, I don't think that as much people, especially millennials and Gen Zers, I don't think that you guys are watching as much like news, like actual news channels as you are YouTube. And so I think that a great place for you to be able to relate to people your ages, like viewpoints on things 
is actually on YouTube um, or on Twitch where these people are talking about real life issues, you know, and bringing it to the table and, and you know, putting it into terms that we will actually enjoy, first of all, and in terms that we will understand. Um, and it, it sometimes it is very hard to like keep up with the news because it's just like all this random negative stuff sometimes and it does get hard to listen to. And so I think that it pinpoints like if you like a creator, then you like a creator. And if you don't, you don't have to watch it. Like the news is just overall so like it's so generalized that it's not specific to one person or like something that you would want to subscribe to. So I think that using YouTube as your new like news outlet would be like an amazing thing. I know a lot of people use like Twitter and things like that. Um, But you know, again, Twitter, you're subject to a lot of people's opinions that you might not agree with and you necessarily don't want to look at every single day. So, and not to say you have to be closed-minded. I'm just saying if you like watching something or you have certain viewpoints, then this might be something that you want to get in tune with, um, just to be real. Um, but that is pretty much it for my favorite content creators, um, segment that I had here. Um, Let me know what your guys' favorite YouTube channels are because I'm always looking for new content. I am a YouTube fiend. Like, that is one thing about me. If you have a YouTube channel that you really, really love, like, put me on. Put me on, sis. Put me on. Okay? Um, But without further ado, we are going to move into our next segment, which is the college life. Okay? I myself am a student. I'm 23 years old and I'm a student. I'm basically just a part-time student doing online classes. Um, And it's been, it's been quite the joy. I mean, there's definitely stressful times, but before I get into that, I did just want to give a big ups and a congrats to all the 2022 graduates. Um, You guys worked super hard. You earned it. You know, your real life is beginning. You guys, you you guys fucking killed that. You guys ate that. Like, I'm gonna just say it right now. Okay. I had a lot of people that I know that just graduated and I just feel so overwhelmingly happy for them because I know how hard of a journey it is to basically pursue your dreams and your goals for however long and finally just get that recognition and move on. You know what I mean? Um, So congratulations to all you guys. Um, Again, I am an online schooler. um, So I actually, it's become very easy for me to actually do school because I do limit myself. And what I mean by that is when you're in college, it can be very, 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 very stressful Um, especially if you're a full-time student, you know, taking six or seven classes a semester um, is, it's unimaginable to me. And so I applaud you guys for doing that Um, because I am actually, um, you know, I'm a full-time adult. So I do have my own place. You know, I do have to work. I have bills to pay. um, And I'm sure the majority of you guys do as well. Um, what's worked best for me with college is doing online classes, but also just sticking to part-time. I am strictly two classes. I tried three and it did not work out. So I'm strictly two classes every semester. So, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Um, but it's been so easy for me. So if you're thinking about, you know, if you are a full-time worker, you know, this is something that has been very attainable for me. And I think that you guys could do it too. You know, if that's something that you guys are looking into, just keeping it, you have to know your boundaries. You know, if you just want to test out one class and see how, how easily or, you know, difficult it will be to actually maintain that class. Um, Just to start out, if you guys are really, really thinking about college, you know, just take your time with it, move at your own pace. Right. And that's something that I really have learned throughout my college journey. Um, You know, school can be just overall very overwhelming 
it is stressful no matter if you're a part-time student if you're a full-time student you know whatever you're doing with your life school period is stressful um and the main thing that i do want to drive here with this point is that if you are a procrastinator school might not college might not be for you okay because what i've learned through procrastination is that you'll find yourself stressing more Um, when you procrastinate because you're having to squeeze in and cram so much work into maybe a day or two that you know if you took the time to study and really work it out throughout the week you know you would just it would be a little bit easier on you you'll spend more time stressing than remembering the real reason you went into school which is truly to fulfill your dreams Um, and when you stress it's hard to see the end goal it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel it's hard to remember why you're doing this in the first place and ultimately it could drive you to drop out after you know I've been in school for mm, probably about two and a half years now and there's sometimes where I'm like I'm not going back to school next semester and it's simply because I procrastinate and I was stressed because I had so much to do and I had like two days to get all this work in When ultimately, like if I would have just put a little bit more time and effort throughout the week into getting this stuff done, I would be a happy camper and I would be, you know, ready to take on what's next. Um, But sometimes and if you do have to take a break, that's fine. Okay, just do what you want. College college is not about fulfilling somebody else's dreams. It's about doing what you want. You have to put in all the effort. Nobody else is going to do it for you. And if you don't have the stamina to do that, that is fine. That is okay. Like, don't let anybody tear you down. I know some people might come from more strict backgrounds where your families are really looking forward to you guys going to college and doing those things. Um, But you have to do ultimately what's best for you. You know, in some people's parents might pay for their college. Most people that I know, um, you know, with the same socioeconomic status as me, they don't have parents that are paying for their college. They are taking out student loans. You know, they're working hard for those scholarships. And it's ultimately your decision. You can't, if you fail out of your classes, then it's not worth it. And, you know, if you're not ready to take that on, then just don't do it, right? And so... Another big thing that I want to bring up in the kind of in the same point is that if you don't want or if you don't know what you want from school, don't enroll until you're ready. And this is specifically because I remember being in um, in high school and the biggest point that they drove home every single day when I was in senior year was college readiness. Right. And I'm just like thinking back on that. I'm just like, why the fuck did they make it such a big point to be ready for college what about the rest of your careers what about vocational careers what about things that people can do outside of going to college right and I think that we should change college readiness into career readiness and start implementing ways and and um introducing students to other things that they can do especially in this day and age I just feel like college readiness is not on par for the course of like what actual life is now um so we're turning into a day and age where social media is so huge and you can basically make a career and build your career just solely off of social media um now i'm not doing this podcast for that reason if it gets to that point you know that's great that's just an added plus but there are a lot of people that are doing what i'm doing right now as a career and they're making great money doing it They would have never thought in a million years that this is where their life would be because they were never taught that this was a possibility back when they were in school. So 
my biggest thing is like if if you have if you're in high school or if you are you know freshly out of high school and you're thinking about college but you really just truly don't know what you want to do that is okay because if you don't if you don't like school if you don't like the process of having to get up study educate yourself especially in college like there's some things that you really will have to do for yourselves instead of being taught right and it's really all about what you want to do and if you don't know it's your time it's your money it's your life you're not getting any younger after high school or you know whenever you're thinking about going to college you're not getting any younger And so if you don't know what to do, it's pretty much a big waste. Now, when you get into college, of course, they always say it's okay to switch majors. And it is. It is okay to switch majors. But, you know, it's it's more it's more ideal to think about it in a light of like, I will do it when I'm ready. And it like it's it amazes me how many people will scare you from that. Like I had people tell me, you know, because I was like, I'm not going to college after high school. I'm just not. I said, I will go when I'm ready because I, I love learning. I love education, but I just was not ready. I just did not know what I wanted to do. Um, and it took me a long time to realize that I did want to go to college. It took me a few years after high school. And there were so many people that were like, if you don't go now, you'll never go. I'm sorry, that's not the case. And that's not for anybody else to say. In my opinion, I feel like if if you don't want to go to college, if you're not ready, if you feel like you want to do something else with your life, go ahead and do that. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. And if you don't ever feel ready to go to college, that's fine as well. Just make sure that you're still taking care of yourself and focusing on the things that you love and you love to do. That's what will get you somewhere in life. Um, and also, not every career is is going to be about college. College is not the end-all be-all, okay? There are a lot of people that graduate college that are making the same amount of money that I make right now, and I'm not downing them for going to college. I think that's absolutely commendable. I'm just saying that a degree is not everything. You can still do things and build your experience and still get the same job as somebody else that did go to four years of college or you know six years of college or eight years of college. Those are things that you can do on your own. Um, but there's so many just alternative jobs like barber school. Um, you, I mean, it's still school, but it's something that is directly focused on something that you love to do. Arts, you know, be an artist or a podcaster or a content creator. Like these are things that are now like brand new um, careers that you can you can choose to take that path. And I feel like school just kind of especially high schools are not keeping up with the career readiness instead of instead of they're like pushing college readiness. And so I think that's something that can really, you know, make an impact on students if they're introduced to things that they truly love instead of saying, well, you can take a business class through high school or you can take like, you know what I mean? Like there's just these weird electives that really have nothing to do with like career, like actual careers, like teach them welding, teach them um, robotics, teach them real art. You know what I mean? Teach them how to get into these kinds of schools um, instead of just treating it like a random elective that's just required to graduate. Um, and you know, my last thing just to drive the point home for college is definitely to understand that if you do go to college, understand that student debt. Okay. Um, the wildest, I will say loans that are given in America are student loans. Okay. And the, the crazy part to me is that even when I was younger, I did not, there's no way I would have been able to fathom, um, what a student loan was coming out of high school because, it was such a blur for me. It's like, I don't know whether to be a kid or to be an adult. And 
it was just not a factor when they're talking about college readiness they're like oh yeah we want you to go to these great schools they don't tell you that you're gonna have to pay all your student loan debt back and even when you go to college yeah they're gonna give you loans but there's no true real education they might show you a powerpoint slide that you can click through and skip through um, about what unsubsidized and subsidized loans mean um, but they don't tell you about too much and it's it's a lot of money that they're giving you know 18 19 20 year olds for them to basically live off of i know so many college students that just basically live off of their student loans they don't even you know necessarily they put what they need towards school and then the rest just goes into their bank account and you know it's it's hard to believe but when you get out of school trust and believe they're going to be knocking on your door not technically but they're going to be ringing your phone asking you to pay that money back and so just understand what you're actually applying for understand what you're actually accepting um, and understand that you should aggressively, like very aggressively, being applying for scholarships, grants. Um, you just want to avoid as much debt as possible because debt is not a great thing to live with. After you get out of college, you're ready to start buying a house. Um, you're ready to start, you know, your new career. You're going to be switching jobs. And it's just an extra added debt. And I'm not saying that school debt is bad. You know, you worked hard and you got through college. All I'm saying is that you might not land a job that makes it super easy to pay for those college funds. And so just understand what you're getting yourself into. Do the research, you know, sit down with somebody that's been through it before. You know, make sure that you ask all the questions that you need to. A lot of colleges do have hotlines that you can call and you can ask them all these financial questions or, you know, even just financial aid, you know, go down there and really take the time and have the responsibility to sit down with somebody and talk through this stuff. Because if you don't understand, that's when it comes to bite you in the ass. Um, you know, I learned the hard way with some of this stuff. And so that's why I kind of want to share that piece of information with you guys. Um, but overall, you know, the college goers, you know, I salute you all those graduates out there again. Congratulations. You guys did it. You guys deserve it. Um, you know, go out there and live your best lives um, and just keep on trucking. Everybody, I'm, I'm right there with you. Anybody that's in college, I'm right there with you. I know the struggle. Uh, it can be stressful, but just maintain positive. I'm putting that positive light out there. Make sure you guys are talking to your advisors, signing up for classes, getting everything ready, and let's go out and keep on rocking it till we graduate too. Um, but anyways, that's um, that's what I got for the college life segment that I had planned. Uh, I do want to get into my very last topic here, which is my hair journey. Um, now, for anybody who doesn't know, I am a I have locks. Um, some people call it dreads. I call it locks, as my whole family does. Um, for specific reasons but me my older sister and my brother um, my older brother we all have locks um, I have a few other siblings they don't have locks but we there's a lot of locks in our family and I'm like super proud of it but anyways um, just to start off my hair journey um, when I was younger you know I, I'm mixed that my mom is white my dad is black so I am mixed and I do have a grade of hair of about like 3c I'll say um, if you don't know what 3C hair is, just look it up on Google. You'll you'll see what my hair actually looks like. Um, so when I was younger, uh, my mom, she did a great job doing our hair. You know, she always made sure that our hair was done. She always made sure that, you know, we looked very presentable all the time. Um, but at some point, I believe that I was the one who, out of me and my little sister, I was the one who really, really wanted straight hair. Um, like, that's just what I wanted. I wanted straight hair 
And so my mom was like, well, I'm gonna get you a relaxer. Um, and so me and my little sister, we started getting relaxers and I, I did relaxers up until about freshman year of high school is when I stopped getting relaxers. Um, but that's just kind of the background of like the start of my hair journey. Um, you know, I have mixed, mixed kids hair and, um, I wanted a relaxer. So that's what I did. I kept my hair straight, straightened, um, from a young kid all the way through freshman year of high school. Um, but the main reason that I liked straightening my hair was because I never liked brushing my fucking hair. I didn't like combing it. That shit is torture. Um, for anyone who has my grade of hair or anybody that, you know, is, is black can probably relate that brushing and combing your hair, that shit is torture. Literally, it hurts. It hurts so bad. And, um, like y'all ever try to do your hair and y'all be like, y'all be focusing on it so much and trying to get it perfect and the shit just won't work out. And like, you just start crying. Like <laughs> y'all ever just start crying, bro. Like where you just get so mad. Like you be trying to do this perfect little ponytail. You got the same hair tie. You've been trying to get it right this whole time. And then the fucking rubber band just snaps. Hold on, because I had to do a moment of silence, bro. Like, that shit, that will really, like, that'll have me throwing my shit across the room. Like, that's what really got me hot. And so when I moved, because when I was a freshman, uh, my mom, I was living with my mom. I was a really bad kid. So, you know, I actually ended up, my mom ended up moving me out to my dad's house because my dad don't play that shit. And um, he's the one who lives in Kentucky. So that's how I ended up here. But you know, back home, I had my mom, I had my little sister and, you know, as a collective effort, we would all, you know, get our hair together, right? We would make sure our hair was done. And so when I moved out there with my dad, of course, my dad doesn't, I mean, he's not really out here doing, you know, hair, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so, um, I was, I started doing my hair myself. Well, I had really grown to hate to do my hair. Like I hated doing my fucking hair. It was like the worst thing I would dread it because as you guys know, it's not just doing your hair, it's washing it, getting out the shower, drying it off a little bit, blow drying it, doing whatever you're going to do to it. Like it just takes so much time and it's frustrating. Like I said, that rubber band snap is over with. Whole thing's done. I'm done, bro. I'm just going to school raggedy. Like, fuck it. Uh, but anyways, so um, yeah, so I had gotten so sick of doing my hair. I started getting it braided. Like I would just go and get it braided by like one of my friends, um, like aunties, or I would go to the hair salon and get it done and these kinds of things. And it was just, you know, overall, it's just, I didn't really like the braids in my hair, but I just kept doing it because I hated, like literally hated doing my hair. And finally, you know what? I was like, I was looking at my older brother and my older sister, you know, they had locks and I was like, I should just do that. And so one day I finally went with it. I, you know, got in touch with a really, really good loctician who still does my hair to this day. This was back in 2015 is when I started my locks, which was my junior year of high school. And I just ran with it. Um, The loctician, you know, we talked about it. We consulted and I went back like a few weeks later and she cut like half of my hair off because half of it was still relaxed and she coiled them up and I've had locks for eight years now. Um, So it's been quite the journey, but just to walk you guys down that first little, um, the first few years, I would say about one to two years were very, very hard. Um, so the first day that I came to school with my hair, you know, I thought I was super cute. I loved it. 
Um, but turns out not everybody loved it, right? They were all joking on me. What the fuck is that? You got them little bitty worms in your hair, blah, blah. Like just saying all this stuff, right? And it was, I mean, it's funny to think back on, but it, in the time, like I'm like 17 years old, you know, you think the whole world revolves around you when you're that age. And so um, I really took it personally and I was letting other people's negativity um, bring me down in the thought of my hair. And as a black woman, it, it is very, you know, your hair is something that you really take pride in um, because it does take so much time. It does take so much effort. And there's certain people, should I say, that do kind of are fascinated with our hair. Right. And so um, it's just something that you really take personally. And so it was really hard for me to keep my locks in and maintain them. And I also, when I first had my locks, I really did have this standard that I was trying to uphold. And it was because I had seen so many other people's locks and they looked so nice. And for me, my hair is so soft and so curly that my hair would not stay locked. My hair was just coming undone. It looked super poofy. It was just matted. You know, I thought personally that after a while it started to look ugly. So I went from cute to ugly. You know what I mean? I went from thinking I was cute to hearing everybody's opinions and listening to other people's standards and looking at other people's hair that I really just took it not lightly. And, you know, I kind of wanted to give up. There were people saying, your hair is never going to lock. Take your hair out. You know, just go back to what you were doing. You're going to mess your hair up. And all this stuff was really getting to me. And so I eventually I was, you know, I was really thinking about it. Um, but you know, that's when I kind of said, you know what, fuck them. And I started just thinking about the things that I could do for myself, which is some of the things that I'm going to share with you guys. The first thing is, um, you know, really just block off any type of, um, standards that other people are trying to hold you to when it comes to your hair, especially if you're, if you are thinking about getting locks, People say, don't get them if they're too short. It's going to look ugly. You know, start when you want to. I started pretty long. My hair was about three or four inches long. Um, but if you want to start while you have very short hair, then do that. Um, another thing, just really do your research. You know, watch YouTube videos. Figure out how to do your own hair. Figure out how to set your own parts and make sure that you're washing it appropriately. And the YouTube videos are great for locks. Um, there are several videos that you can look up and you can find great, you know, inspirational people like Life with Lock, my sister. Um, you can just find these tutorials and, you know, really do it yourself. Do it the way that you would like to see yourself look and really learn your hair. Learn what it's about. Learn what it needs learn what it doesn't need and once you do that you know you're always you're also going to want to find somebody that is great at doing your hair for a great price um and so there's a lot of people out here that claim that they can do locks you know my cousin's sister Fran says she could do your locks for you like nah bro like find somebody that you really 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 like their work shop around don't just go to the first person that says they can do locks for you um because that could that could actually end up damaging your hair if they really don't know what they're doing right and so you just want to take some time and really put some effort into um into really just researching for yourself because if you want them to be nice and you really want to feel nice about them it's going to take time but don't worry you can still do it as long as you're just putting in the effort and putting in the research to make sure that you're doing the right thing for your hair um but that is my hair journey like 
Um, I, I really started to learn how to do things on my own for the first like year or two because I was so young. I was working, but I just didn't have the means all the time to go to the hair and get my, or excuse me, go to the, um, the lactician and get my hair done. And so I would just learn how to do my own hair. I would retwist my own hair all the time. Of course, it took a long ass time. I might have had one of those days where I threw some across the room, but you know, um, instead of having to comb through it and all that, like I hated the comb. It's just a simple like retwist, like you wash and you retwist. That's it. And so it was a lot less painful for me, um, still less time consuming. And overall, it's just been a great journey. Eight years later, my hair is like, it's so long and it's healthy. It's beautiful. People tell me now that they love it. You know, I I get so many compliments. I think I have some of the nicest locks that I've ever seen. And I'm not saying that to be cocky. I'm saying that because, you know, I do have a lot of feedback on my hair and people tell me my hair looks nice every day. And so if you're just one of those people and you're, you know, you're looking to, um, you're looking to get locks or you're wanting to start your natural hair journey, I say just do it. Like, just go out there and do it. I mean, it's 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 one of those things that not everybody's going to like it or love it. But if you like it, I love it. How about that shit? So, um, so anyways, yeah, that that's my hair journey. It's been eight long years with these long locks. I'm thinking about trimming them down a little bit. They're just, they're getting to be a little bit too heavy. Um, but yeah this is my story guys thank you so much um, for tuning in i really appreciate it and any feedback that you guys have from me is greatly appreciated um but this has been the second episode of mk podcast i hope you guys enjoyed and uh peace out